We are six lines into the page. Just to chaza what we're talking about uh, and to go weiter. They have a machlekes tanoim, a cryptic machlekes tanoim regarding where a bar is chayev. It's late, so we're just going to try to fly today. So we had the first approach was the machlekes, which was Rabba's approach, which is Bershus Harabim. Everyone agrees that if you make a bar, Bershus Harabim, you're the Machlekes Rav Yekib and Rabbi Shmuel is if I make a bar b'shus hayochid and then I mafka the area around the bar is that also a bar that's chayiv? Rav Akiva says yes. Rav Yishmael says no. So Rishus Arabim check check. Rishus Ayachid check X. It's a Machlekes. That was the first approach. That was yesterday's approach. Comes today's daf. Rav Yosef has a different approach than Rabbah. So again, Rabbah holds that Rishus Arabim kuli al machayiv. Rishus Ayachid is a machlokes. Rabbah has a different take. Rav Yosef has a different take. Rav Yosef says like this: but bar Rishus Ayachid regarding a bar Rishus Ayachid, which Rabbah felt is a machlokes. He says no, 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 no. Kuli al malipligid machayiv. Everybody agrees bar Rishus Ayachid is chayiv. My time, bal habar amrachmana, because the pasuk describes the bar as bal habar. There's an owner to it. It's Rishus Ayachid. The bar does say bail maskinon. Kipligi, the whole machloikis. So again, yesterday we said Rabbah's version of the machloikis is Barbashus Arabim, everyone agrees, is Chayiv, Barbashus Ayachid is a machloikis. Rav Yosef says the opposite. He says, no, Barbashus Ayachid, everyone agrees, is Chayiv, Barbashus Arabim is the machloikis. So everyone agrees, so that's the machloikis. Either Kuli Alma Barbashus Arabim is Chayiv, Barbashus Ayachid is machloikis, or Kuli Alma Barbashus Ayachid is Machayiv, Barbashus Arabim is machloikis. So that's a Rab, Rab Yosef's take. Is that Bishus Ayochid? Everyone agrees it's Chayiv. Kipligi Bar Bishus Arab. The Machlekes is a Bar Bishus Arab. Rav Yishmael Savar Bar Bishus Arab Nami Chayiv. Rav Yishmael holds that a Bar Bishus Arabim is Chayiv. Dichsev, as we had yesterday, Kiyiftach Bichiyichra. The pasuk says that you're Chayiv for uncovering an already made pit and for digging a pit. And we said yesterday, why do you need both? If I'm Chayiv for uncovering a pit, Kavuchaim, I'm Chayiv for digging a pit. So we said. The, the Pasuk is trying to inform you that the, your relationship with this pit is that you uncovered or you dug it. You didn't own it. That's the point. It's a barbashas arabim. That's how they understand it. Rav Akiva holds no. A barbashas arabim is potter. Barbashas arabim is potter. Rav Akiva... I ha- what does he do with the Pasuk? Again, the Pasuk says you'll uncover a pit and you dig a pit. And the question was, why do I need to say that you dig a pit if I'm chai for uncovering a pit? I'm chai for digging a pit. So Ravi Shmuel said, this is the source that a barbash sarabim is chai because it's saying you're chai for digging and for uncovering, but that's the only relationship you have with this ground, it's not yours. Rabbi Kiva disagrees. He says, no, a barbashas arabim is taka potter. So what does he do with the, back to the pasuk then? Why do I need a pasuk to tell me that you're chayev for digging it if I'm chayev for uncovering it? What's the difference? So the Gemara says, hanu mitzach tzricha. He needs both. Why? I'll, I'll tell you why. I'll, I'll sort of say it outside. We'll see it inside. The reason why he holds you need both for uncovering and for digging is because if you just had, let's say, uncovering, I would say maybe digging is so bad that merely covering, if you dig a well, what do you have to do to fix it? You put a cover on top, put a lid on top. If I just had the Pasuk say that that's what you do for a, a well that you that you cover, meaning if I find this two, look at this, two parts of the Pasuk, one is I find a well open and I cover it, I, I uncover it, I'm chayiv, and one is I dig a well. Why do you need both? The answer is if I just had uncovering a well, I would say, uncovering a well, it's not a good thing that you did, but you didn't do the whole thing. So just cover it, you find you fixed it. But if you dug a well, maybe it's such a big avera that merely covering is not good enough, you have to refill it. That's why you need both, to basically tell you the conclusion, which is covering a pit is, 
It's chayev for making a pit uncovered and covering fixes it. The Gemara says, If the Pasuk just said, you uncover a pit and then you cover it, I would say, I would say, merely covering a pit only suffices if you merely uncovered it, because you didn't actually dig it. But if you actually dug a new pit, covering it is not enough. At the time, you have to actually fill the earth. You have to undo what you did. That's why you need that part of the Pasuk. Because Rachmana and if the Pasuk just said digging a pit, I would say, If the Pasuk had just said digging a pit, why do I need uncovering a pit? I'll tell you why. If the Pasuk said that if you dig a pit, you have to cover it, I would say, yeah, you have to cover a pit that you dug. But if I just uncovered a pit that Adam made, maybe I don't have to cover it. He's the one who dug it. He shouldn't have to cover it. He shouldn't have made a pit. So I'm a jerk for uncovering it. But maybe I don't have to do anything. You need this Pasukim to tell you that... Chai for both, and covering suffices for both. Okay. So according to Rav Yishmol, if both are chai, if we said in yesterday's daf, it's not from yesterday, then yesterday's daf, Rav Yishmol said, if you chai for Rosh Hashayach and Rosh Hashayach, he says, Zebar HaOmer Betayra, by Rosh Hashayach, Zebar. If you chai by both, what does he mean by Zebar? It means, Zebar Shepasa Betayra Tchila Nezachim. That's the first, Rav Yishmol holds you chai for a bar Rosh Hashayach and Rosh Hashayach. The Pasuk's first reference of a bar is Rosh Hashayach. It's a Zebar HaOmer Betayra. Tchila. That's the first reference of a bar in the Torah is Rishasayach. Okay, so what you have over here is like this. This is the only part that we're going to need to know over the next um, five, ten minutes. It's not a hard daf today. I just have to not feel like I'm running. Um, Rabbi, according to Rabbah, it's a machloikis by Rishasayachid. Rishasarab is chayiv. Rishasayachid is a machloikis. According to Rabbi Yosef, Rishasayachid is the kuliyama chayiv. It's machloikis Rishasarab. Here's the problem. According to Rabbi Yosef, in Rosh Hashayachid, everybody agrees it's chayv. It's not a machlekes. The problem is we're going to find uh, braces that indicate a bar Rosh Hashayachid is potter. Now, according to Rabba, bar Rosh Hashayachid is a machlekes. So these braces that say potter are authored by Rav Yishmael. Okay, fine. But according to Rav Yosef, it's lekuliyam machayv. Everybody holds a bar Rosh Hashayachid is chayv. So these braces that we're about to quote that indicate a bar Rosh Hashayachid being potter no longer have an author. Because according to Rav Yosef, they're universally accepted that it's chayiv, and these braces indicate potter. You understand? So we'll see it inside. Meisve, look at this brisa carefully. This brisa starts off by indicating that a barbash siyachid is potter, which, by the way, is again not like Rav Yosef, because Rav Yosef said barbash siyachid kuli al machayiv. This brisa indicates barbash siyachid is potter, and then the end of the brisa contradicts itself. So the beginning of the brayse indicates barbash siyachid being potter. The end of the brayse indicates barbash siyachid is chayv. Let's see it inside. Hachayfer barbash sarabim upis chalush siyachid. Imamish have it with now what, what's going on in in Gaza where you see it. You have a bar that the ground of the bar is rosh sarabim, but the opening is in rosh siyachid. How it's smamish. There's you go into someone's backyard. There's an opening, and the, it, but it digs. The ground is rosh sarabim. So are you chayv? Says the brayse potter. Why? Because the barbash is yachid. I don't care where the ground is, where's the opening? The opening is all that matters, obviously. Right? I don't care. It's a long, long, long pit, and technically the ground is in Rosh Hashanah. But, but where's the opening? Rosh Hashanah, Potter. Oh, stop right there. It's a kasha. Rav Yosef holds barbash is yachid is kuliyam achayiv. This says Potter. That's a kasha. Let's keep going. Now, by the way, making a bar, Rosh that goes under Rosh Hashanah, you're not allowed to do. Because it's not the right thing to do to dig under people and to have a bar it's not allowed but you're not going to be but you're potter from Nizikin 
because you're making the Rishas Arabim more vulnerable. So you're not allowed to do it halachically, but it's not going to be Chayv Nezikin because it's Barbashas Yachid. Okay, let's keep going. If you dig pits, ditches, or caves in Rishas Yachid, but the opening is in Rishas Arabim Chayiv. Now, what, that is the opposite. That's where the open is, opening is in Rishas Arabim. And then the ground is in Rosh Hashanah, because I don't care where the ground is, I care where the opening is. If I dig an opening in Main Street, even though it's technically a long, 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 long tunnel system, and then it gets to my backyard, I don't, I don't care, the opening is in Rosh Hashanah. So far, so good. If I dig a pit in private property, I'm digging a pit in private property because I'm making a foundation, right? When you want to build a house, you have to Dig a giant pit. The halacha is potter. Now stop right here. This is a contradiction. Why? It says, we said before that if I dig a pit in private property, I'm potter. This just said that if I dig a pit, I'm digging a foundation of my house in private property, I'm potter. What's the problem? That implies, you're going to see in a moment, Chazal gave a special dispensation for digging a foundation of your house. You're not allowed to dig pits, but I got I to gotta dig. So that's allowed. The implication is, again, the first part of the Bryce says that if you dig, potter. then the second part of the Bryce says, a as your foundation is potter, which implies, if it wasn't your foundation, you'd be chayiv. So the beginning indicates potter, the end indicates Now, according to Rabbah, this works perfectly. He feels it's a machlaikis, so the beginning is Rabbi Yishmael, the end is Rabbi Kiva. Beautiful. But according to Rabbi Yosef, is a kuliyam chayiv. So what's the first part of the Bryce indicating potter for? The Gemara says, Rav Yosi bar Yehuda Mechai, Rav Yosi bar Yehuda that even if you're digging for a foundation, you have to put up a fence. I understand Rav Yosi bar Yehuda says you're allowed to dig, a, dig for your foundation. I get that. You got to put up a fence. Okay, fine. Or you have to at least make an area of four Tvachim where there's a the distance from Rosh Hashanah to the, the pit of four Tvachim. What do you see? The beginning of the Brisa and the end of the Brisa contradict itself. Time of dilution, avolution, chayiv. So the beginning of the Brisa indicates barbishes yachid is part of the end of the Brisa indicates barbishes ram is chayiv. Barbishes yachid is chayiv. How money? Now bishlam mil rabba. According to rabba, barbishes yachid is a machlekes tanoim. So it makes sense. Reish Rabbi Shmuel say Rabbi Kiva Ella Rabbi Yosef. But according to Rabbi Yosef, barbishes yachid is universally accepted that it's chayiv. Bishlam is safer. Devar kol reish money. Lo Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yosef. According to Rabbi Yosef, a barbishes yachid is universally accepted that it's chayiv. So why does the first part of the brayse indicate that it's potter? I thought it's chayiv. So you know what the answer is? When is a barbishes yachid chayiv? Two cases. Your backyard. You dig a pit in your backyard. Rav Yosef holds it's kuli What's the case? You have to still make the area around the pit hefker. Right? If you're not mafker the area around your pit, of course, because what am I doing in your backyard? The answer is the b'risa that says that your potter by barbashas ayachid is talking about a case where you dug a pit and you didn't make it hefker. So easy. I'm not talking about the case that we're... The Gemara says, Amalekh of Yosef... You just have to make it that the area, the now the public people are walking oh. to the pit. Meaning, obviously it's talking about a case. A exactly. Okay. The point is, your house is near a path. If you dig a pit in your backyard, it's not, not, they shouldn't be in your backyard. But if you put up a sign, my backyard is Hefker, and then they just walk right in, that's the case of Barbashas Yachin. So the point is, the Braisa that says that you're Potter, so you're not Mafka the area around it. The Gemara Samach of Yosef, Kula Divrakalhi. The beginning Braisa, where it says you're Potter, is talking about a case where you're not Mafka the area around it.
So what are the people doing in your backyard? That's one answer. Om Ravashi, Hashi Dukim Larav Yosef Vidivri Akol, Lurabanami Loid Nutuk Tanoi, Midereshi Ravi Shmol, Sevanami Ravi Shmol, the time of delusion, a lav lusion can go in the Aravich, Arvuche, Lushizarab. Another answer. Really, the Brysa can go with Rabba. Now, if you remember, Rabba held that a Borbashis Yachid is a Machloikis. So we said the works very nicely. The first part of the Brysa indicates Potter, the second part of the Brysa indicates Chayiv by Borbashis Yachid. So we said it works according to Rabba, it's a Machloikis. The first part of the Brysa is Ravi Shmol. Second part of the Bryce is Rav Akiva, and they argue. It's a little bit strange that the Bryce is going back and forth. The answer is, it could be the entire Bryce follows Raba, and the entire Bryce follows Ravi Shmol, that Barbashur Sayachid is Potter. So why by the end of the Bryce, what are the end of the Bryce? How did the end of the Bryce indicate that Barbashur Sayachid is Chayiv? Because the set of the Bryce, if I dig a pit, and it's part of my foundation on Potter, the implication is that it's only Potter because it's the foundation. You know what the case is? The case is where your backyard goes, you're n- n- living next door to Rosh Hashanah, you dug your foundation into Rosh Hashanah. Meaning we thought the case of the foundation is a bar Rosh Who said? I mean, because why are you digging your foundation? The answer is you went too far. <laughs> you actually dug into Rosh Hashanah. That's why it's chayv. Now, yes, because it's your foundation, will be lenient, but if it wasn't your foundation, you'd be chayv. We thought that that was a case of Rosh Hashanah. The answer is it started in Rosh Hashanah, and then, like most people do, they went a little too far in construction, and they tackle went into Rosh Hashanah. Okay, one more back and forth, and then the rest of the daf actually is not too bad. We should be uh, we should be okay. Um, Mesa, I have another kasha on Rav Yosef, who again holds that Barbasha Sayachid is uni- universally accepted that it's Chayiv. I have another Bryce that's a kasha. What does the Bryce say? If I dig a pit in private property. But the opening is in public property. So as I said before, all that matters is where the opening is. So Bekitzer, I dug a pit in public domain. Chayv. But, But if I dig a pit in private property, Potter. Oh. So, this is not like Rav Yosef. Bishlam el Rav Yishmoli. El Rav Yosef, Bishlam el Rav Yishmoli. Seifa, money, Lord of Yishmoli, Rav Yosef. The end of the Brisa says that if you dig a pit in Rosh Hashayachid, you're potter. According to Rav Yosef, I think you universally accepted that you're chayiv. The answer is, Amr lach, b'chayiv for lushen v'terakol. The case is where you dug a foundation. And as we said before, there's a special dispensation when you dig a foundation that we're more lenient. So we're not talking about a regular pit because you're stam tired, stam bored. You dug a foundation, so we're more lenient because because it's your foundation. Okay, Tan Rabbanon. So you could really have a sheet uh, that you're Chayev in Rishusha Yachid and Rishusha Rabba. No one says that. I know, but why not? <laughs> well, no, no, there are some people, but I'm saying, but it's it's it, it's, it's not universally accepted to be Chayev in both. It's based on Drush's Lepasek. It's a little hard to understand. Tan Rabbanon. Chofar Upasach Umasal Rabban. Let's say I want to dig a pit in my backyard because I want to turn it into a well, and I want to donate the well to the public. That's a very nice Baal Tzedakah thing. But the halacha is, you have to tell people you're donating it to the public. You have to inform them that it's being donated to the public. I dig a pit and I uncover it. I leave it uncovered so it catches rainwater. And I publicly say it's for the public. Potter. I'm Potter. Because it's not digging a pit that's... right When you dig a pit in your backyard, and then you're mafka the area, it's a, a michshol. This, you, you donated a well to the public. That's, you're going to get your name on a plaque. But, let's say I dig a pit, intend for it to be donated to the public, but I never officially inform them. It's understood, but I never officially say, then, because then, then it's still perceived as a, uh, a pit that you left uncovered. And you didn't tell people about it, therefore it's considered chayiv. 
It's interesting. The Gemara says, There was a tzaddik, his name was Nechonya Chaifer Bayer We had this once before, that in Shkalim, I believe, that Nechonya would dig pits. And he would dig pits and donate it to the public. That was his form of um, philanthropic. And they said, oh, this, he keeps, he keeps that halacha. The implication is, the Gemara says, he just keeps that halacha, that's it. No, no, he keeps everything. Now, this is a very famous story. The story goes that the daughter of this person, who used to donate wells to the public, she fell into a well. She fell into a well. The problem was, if you fall in for a little bit, you can maybe survive. After a while, you might drown. Bo b'hadiyus rachanin mendoifa. They told the famous moifus ba moifus rachanin mendoifa rachanin mendoifa. So shari shayna amlam shalom. The first hour, he said she's still fine because she could still survive. Shnia amlam shalom. The second hour, she could still survive. But the third hour, where it's not possible for her to survive anymore, he said now she's safe. Shlishis amlam also. He says right well, after three hours, she's either dead or alive. There's no choice. She can't be paddling anymore. She's dead or alive. He said she's alive. I know she's alive. Why? So they found out she talked alive. So they asked her, how'd you get out of the well? So she said, There was a sheep that came into the well. And there was an old man walking, like Elio and Navi. You know, and, 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 uh, and, and I got out. So they said to Rav Chanina ben how'd you know that this daughter would survive? I'm not a Navi. I have a tradition that there's no way that HaKadosh Baruch Hu would punish him the same thing that he helped the public. It's too cruel. It's not going to happen. But even though, twist, even though she didn't, die, she didn't die in the well, but Hashem did punish his son for another Avera, I'm not sure why, but did punish his son that he died of thirst, which is not as cruel. It's, it's in the same parasha, but it's not falling into the pits that he donates. But it's also Vaiter, it's like he's supplying water and he doesn't have water. It's a shtickle like that. The Gemara says, why? Shnema usvivav nisarama oid. He surrounds, uh, the, the people surrounding Hashem, it's turbulent, meaning this is the concept. That Hashem is medaktik with sadikim kuchtasaira. That dafka, in order to, because they're able to live with midas adin, and in order for them to have straight oilam haba, every avera they do. So he was a big, big tzaddik, but I created a midas adin. Rav Nechunya Amr Mehacha, Rav Nechunya. Said another source. No, 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 no. It's not a. <laughs> that's a that's a short term solution. El naritz b'say kadoshim rabba v'nera kol seviva of another pasuk. Amr chanina kolaymer kadosh baruch hu v'achan who anyone who says that Hashem just forgives and he, you don't have to do tshuva. Don't worry, Hashem is not. Uh, he's not so. He's not so. He doesn't mind. His life is going to be lost. That's not how. That's not how it works. Shneimah hetzur tam balik yichol derach of mishpat because now you're saying that Hashem is not. Someone who give, does justice. Don't worry, you're going to regret this in like eight minutes. What does it mean that Hashem says means that Hashem um, is, is patient, but is plural. You know what the answer is? Like siv erech af erech apayim l'tzadikim l'rishon. Hashem is patient for tzadikim and rishon, meaning long. Hashem is thinking of a long game. So for Rishayim, he wants them to have straight Gehenim, so he gives them good life. For Tzadikim, Hashem is worried about Oilam Haba, so he gives them a difficult life. It's a long game. Erech Apayim is patient, long, long for both Tzadikim and Rishayim. Tan Rabbanon. Today's, exactly. Tan Rabbanon. You should not throw your stones into the public domain. Even if it doesn't hurt somebody, 
even though you say, well, it's hefker, it's, it's like littering. It's not right to, to make the public area that people want to be able to walk in. It's not right for you to make it, uh, put obstacles there, even if it doesn't hurt anyone. There was a story with one person. He was taking stones from his domain and throwing it into the public domain. A certain chassid saw him and said, Reka, empty one. Why are you throwing from a house that you don't own to a house you do own? Meaning, the chassid was saying, the house that you own is not really yours, and you're throwing to the public domain, that is really yours. It's the reverse of what it was. So he says to him, he was like, are you crazy? You said that I don't own my house and I own the public domain. That's the opposite. What ended up happening? He lost his money, he had to sell his house, Taka wasn't his house anymore. He started becoming homeless, living in the public domain. And that, was, that turned out to be his house. And he tripped over his own stones. So the chassid said to him, don't treat the public domain not nice, because you might need to live there someday. And, you know, have respect. Oh, he was clever. Okay. I'm going to go to 35 today, and then I should be done. New Mishnah. If you dig a pit in Rishis Aram, and a donkey or ox fall in, you have to pay for the damages. It doesn't matter whether it's a pit. A ditch, a cave, a square pit, or a wedge-like pit. They're all chayiv, all the same. And the Gemara is going to explain why do I need all of them. So if you chayiv for any type of hole, why does the Pasuk say bar? A bar is ten tfachim deep, which is the amount of, the minimum amount to kill an animal. Um, now, let's say I dig a pit, eight tfachim. So it's not deep enough to kill. And... An animal falls in, a donkey falls in and dies, I'm potter, because I did not dig a deep enough pit for it to die. The fact that it died means that it was dying anyway. That's not my problem. But, I dig an eight tefach deep pit and the donkey breaks its leg, I have to pay because I dug, I did, I did an action that would cause damage, not death. If death happens, then that's not my fault. But damage happens, that is my fault. A famous kasha, as we'll deal with today's daf, the kasha is, why am I chayiv for a bar? Is it because of the impact that I made when the animal falls onto the floor? Or because of the odor and the smell and the smoke and the smog that would apparently happen when you dig a pit? Apparently when you dig a ten tefach pit, there's, there's a dense uh, odor and uh, bad uh, you know, uh, pollutants uh, at the bottom of the pit, am I chayef for that? Is that what kills it? Or is it the ground that kills it? And what am I chayef for? So that's the Gemara's kasha. Is, is it anything to do with uh, Rosh Hashanah, like a Hilch of Shabbos? No, no, this is, this is a side point. This is just a Shabbos. Yeah, correct. Well, no, it's It's actually Shabbos might be learned out from this. Amr Mar, Bar Shachayef, Elav I mean, this is the source. Bar, the bar that the Torah says is chayiv is lehevaloi v'leilchavato. You're not chayiv for the impact. Why? Because I didn't do that. I didn't make the ground. Ah, you caused it to fall in. That's a grama. So Rav says the ikr chayiv is lehevaloi, is the pit's foul air. Apparently it caused, the foul air will kill it, not the impact. It's a pella because it's like, I saw it break its neck. The answer is, they had the Rishayna Masa. They say, even though it broke its neck, maybe it would have survived it better if there was better air there. I don't know if it's a pella. But that's, that's the Ikr Chiv. The Ikr Chiv is not for the impact. Because the Ikr... Huh? 
there's still those smells in 10 years after. Correct, because it's stuck. The Gemara says, Alma Kasavar, Chavata Karka He's bothered by saying that the ground will do it because he says, even though the ground does do impact, he says, I didn't make the ground. So therefore, I think you're potter from that. Your chayiv is for the air. Shmuel Amar, Lehevali, Vakolshkin, Levati. Shmuel says, No, you're for both. And Shmuel says, don't tell me that the air is not significant. Why? Because Let's say I dig a pit that I put mattresses down in the inside. Animal falls in and dies. It couldn't have been the impact. It's the air. You're still chayiv. So Rav says just the air. Shmuel says both. So Gemara says, what's the difference? They both agree that the air will do it. So Machlekes is also whether the ground, what's the difference? The animal's dying anyway. Animal, you, you dig a 15 tefach pit and the animal falls in and dies, you're going to pay. Is it because of the impact? Is it because of the air? What's the nafkamin? Who cares? You're going to pay anyway. What if instead of digging a pit, I dig a ramp? I dig a ramp and the animal falls off and dies. So it, there's no... The, huh? Because the air, the air will hurt. Not kill. The Gemara is going to say that. You have to say that. You understand. Ten is air that could kill. Eight is air that can hurt. That's, that's what you have to say. It's a pillow. It's a pillow de kasuga. The point is, what's the nafkamina? If I dig a ramp and the animal falls off, hits the ground and dies. If you hold the ikrachiv is for the impact of the ground, you made the impact. If that you say, no, that's really a grum. The ikrachiv is for the air that you created. There's no air. I didn't create a pit. So the Gemara says, My time at the Rav, why is Rav holding that the Iker concern is the air? The Pasa says you fall, which implies head going first. Now why? Not because of impact, because then the, the animal smells the air and dies. And it's hard for me to understand. I'm going to keep going. Ushmo, uh, definitely don't have time. It's perfect that we have like four minutes for today's stuff. Ushmo, now I'll call to Humasha. Shmuel says, no, anytime you fall, I don't care how you fall. You fall, you hurt yourself. It's not a problem. According to Shmuel, we said that if you bigger ramp, you're also going to be chayev. Because impact. Rav holds, it's all about air. You're potter by the ramp. The Mishnah said kol. Af kol la suye bar. And the Mishnah's lashon is af kol sheyesh begedei lahamis. Now according to Shmuel that you're high for a ramp, then kol is including a ramp. But according to Rav, what is kol including? So the answer is la suye charitzen eaten. It's to include other types of pits. Caves, squared off pits, wedge pits. The Gemara says charitzen needs a bedikatani. Aren't those explicitly stated in the Mishnah? So what's kol adding? The answer is tani vad mefarsh. Yeah, yes, kol includes those and then it's spoke it out. It's, it's not, there's, no, there's no secrets. Kol is include all forms of pits and then the Mishnah explain what those pits are. Now here's the question. Why do I need all these types of pits to be listed? So the Gemara says, vaha kulutanu so the answer is, I'll just read it very quickly. The answer is, again, they both hold that the air space, the air, the air, sour air is a concern. Each type of pit, you might think, doesn't have that type of air. If it's squared off, maybe it doesn't create air. If it's a wedge, it doesn't Each one, it does, it does, it does, it does. So the Gemara says, Tricha, eat on a bar. If the Mishnah had just said bar, Havamina bar asar hukde ispe havlam, shumkutin kricha. I would say maybe a bar has foul air because it's small and round, so the air becomes stagnant. Aval shiach daaruch, but a ditch was apparently long and thin. Ema basar lespe havlam. Maybe it doesn't have foul air. And if it just said uh, ditch, I'd say, yeah, that has foul air because it's very narrow. 
so the air gets caught there. Aval ma'ara, but a, a, a cave which is very wide, de marba, which is squared off and very wide. Ema basar lesli havel, maybe it doesn't have foul air. Vitanamara, and if it just said a cave, hava amina ma'ara basar hu disbe havel mishum de metala, I would say, yeah, over there it has foul air because it's roofed in, right? A cave has a roof, right? It's like digging in a cave that has a roof. Maybe that's why the air gets stuck there. But squared off pits, which are open on top, maybe they don't have failure. And maybe I'd say, if it just said squared off pits, I'd say maybe squared off pits don't have... Uh, uh, don't have foul air because they're they're uh, they're not wider or thinner on top. They're a straight square. But wedge, which goes like this, like an ice cream cone, maybe because it's wider on top, the air goes out. Kamash Malon, all of them have foul air. Three minutes and then we're done. Let's finish up. Tanan. It says in the Mishnah, Why is it that if an animal, if an animal falls in um, less than 10 and dies, am I potter? Because less than 10, why? Because less than 10, the, you, the impact won't kill you, Right? Because you're not falling from... So you see, it's all about impact. Somebody says, no, no, no. Less than 10 doesn't have foul air. Wait a minute. If it doesn't have foul air, then why am I paying for the injuries? Again, it's either impact or foul air. If it's impact, then 10 is deep enough to cause death. 8 is deep enough to cause injuries. Makes sense. You're saying, no, no, no. Less than 10, it's not about impact at all. It's all about foul air. Less than 10 doesn't have foul air to kill. But well, why am I paying for injuries? And it says it has foul air for injuries. The Gemara says, There's not enough foul air to kill, but there's enough foul air to add to injuries. I don't know, it's hard to understand. We'll, we'll go one more Misa, and then we'll stop. There was an ox that fell into a pit that was six Tvachim deep. So not ten Tvachim. I want, I want to speak this out very, very quickly. If you hold the Iker Chiv is the impact, then 10 Tvachim is deep enough to kill, less than 10 not deep enough to kill. If you hold that the impact is irrelevant, it's all about foul air, then 10 is foul enough in air to kill, 6 is foul enough to injury. It is possible, if you don't care about impact, that you could die based on the impact of 6 Tvachim. But that doesn't matter. I'm not talking about, meaning you understand, you have to separate it. So if you hold it's all about foul air, you could actually technically die based on the impact of six tvachim. Now, again, it's not relevant because you're not paying for the impact anyway. You're just paying for nezek for foul air, so it's irrelevant. You know how it is relevant? What if the animal fell in six tefach deep pit? Can I eat it? Is it a trefa? If it's all about impact, less than 10 will not kill. You can eat it. If you hold it's all about foul air, technically less than 10 could kill you, potentially, because of impact. I don't care about impact. I didn't make the impact. According, if you hold about foul air, the impact is God. I'm a foul air guy. Less than 10, I did not do enough foul air to kill. If the animal dies, not my problem. I'm grumma. So the animal fell in less than 10. So can I eat it? Well, it kind of depends. If you hold it's all about impact, you could eat it. It's not going to be a trefa. If you hold it's about foul air, that animal might be a trefa. How, do you, how are you supposed to know? You got to wait to see if it recovers. You got to let it, apparently if you wait 24 hours, the animal will, you'll be able to tell whether the animal had. So the Gemara says what happened was an animal, an ox fell into a six tefach deep. The, the owner of the ox slaughtered it right after it fell in without giving it 24 hours to see. Tarfer of Nachman, and Nachman said it's treif. 
because the animal might have gotten an impact that would kill it. Amr of Nachman, of Nachman said, He says, Chaval, if he would have just taken a cup of flour, made it into a piece of challah, learned in the base Medrash for an hour, went to Dafyoimi, he would have learned this halacha, that if you give it 24 hours, and then he wouldn't have lost an entire ox. If you would just grab a slice of pizza, sit in base measures, cost you two bucks, you listen to a shear, you would have known that if you wait 24 hours, let the animal see if it survives, then I wouldn't have thrown out your ox worth $10,000. What do you see? You see that if Nachman holds, it's all a matter of air. Because if it's a matter of impact, less than 10 will not kill. If it's air, the less than 10, maybe the impact will kill. I don't care about the impact. I'm not doing the impact. I did the air part. So the Gemara says, You see that according to Rav Nachman, that... It's all about air, but the impact taka kill less than ten. I'm just, again, but that's for the laws of trefa. For the laws of nizikin, it doesn't matter because I didn't make the impact. I'm chayev for the air, but according to Rav Nachman, the impact taka could kill the uh, six tefach deep. The Gemara says, "Eser Rav Nachman, and with this." You're telling me that less than 10 could take a kill, but then the Mishnah says that less than 10 year potter, if it dies, the answer is because he cares about air, and there's no foul air to kill less than 10. If there's no air to kill less than 10, then why am I high for damages less than 10? The answer is there's not enough air to kill, but there's enough air to damage. Stop here. What's the story? Hello? Yeah, hey, what's up, buddy?